0: Tell am Fans, welcome to another edition of Shy Lounge. I am the sensational one, Shinblade, and what we have here on this episode is a special one since we're still dealing with COVID 19. Uh, I'm here with my uh, co host, Mika Villas, who is uh, attending Messenger right now. But before we get to her, this special episode is going to be dedicated to the special edition of WrestleMania, which I would call Quarantine Mania again, WrestleMania 36. How's it going, Mika?
1: I'm golden, I'm good. You're silver. I'm silver, I'm gold, I'm silver and cold. I'm wondrous, as per usual. Thank you very much for asking.
0: Mm-hmm. And like you got the Eva Marie uh outfit down whoa, all red.
1: Whoa, whoa. We don't speak such horrible trash names in my presence. Okay. What's wrong with Eva Marie? What's right with Eva Marie? She's Absolutely a, nothing. She's
0: a she's a nice person.
1: Ugh. Oh, excuse me. Sorry.
0: Got a little little
1: sick there. Wasn't the COVID, though. I can tell you that much. You didn't
0: see the... Well, we're together right now, so it's not like social distancing. We're not Skyping each other.
1: Yeah, I know. And you're making me sick talking about Eva Marie. How dare you, sir? How dare you?
0: Okay. All right. But like I said, this is a special edition uh, of what, what I would call quarantine mania. Because for many of you, you have watched WrestleMania with no audience. Uh, we, Russell Con was canceled. I think it was finally canceled uh, by the time of the last recording. I'm not sure. It
1: was, yes.
0: No, I think, no, I think it got canceled a couple days ago and they sent the note out, but it, it got canceled. So we didn't go to Florida, which we were glad we saved a lot of money. Um, sadly, we didn't see our Floridian friends or people who travel all over for Russell Con. So that was a loss. And also, WrestleMania was in the course of the whole weekend two nights
1: it went from just sunday night to so big we have to do it on two nights or (laughs) however they made the tagline i think i made it dirty just now um yeah yeah
0: you made me sick with that one because when they put that line up there too big for one night
1: oh yeah that
0: sounds like a pause that's
1: how they said it but i I think i said it better and i would have think think there were more views. But, you know, let's be honest. WrestleMania typically is a very long day on that one Sunday.
0: The last show was like seven, eight hours.
1: So, what they did, they they had a lot of content, a lot of stuff they wanted to get out. They also pre-taped. It was not live. Yes. So, they had a lot of stuff in the proverbial can. And they were like, you know what? This is a whole lot. It's not going to make sense for a Raw or SmackDown, and it's mania, so you know what? We're not doing anything. Everybody's at home. Y'all not doing anything. Let's (laughs) go ahead and make it for two days. Who's gonna stop them? They got their own network. They can do what the hell they want to do, and they did it.
0: Well, I got two notes on that one. Number one, they did it on their own network, and then for people who don't have WWE Network or can access it, you can buy it on Fight TV, and I think it was like, $36 Thirty six dollars or forty dollars for both of them for two nights.
1: Each or together. I, I
0: like, think it was together okay. a package one. Um, no, I I, I got to look at my notes real quick for that. I do it while we're talking because I took a screenshot of it because Fight TV sent me an email saying you can watch WrestleMania. i like they I got network so I can watch for nine ninety nine. <laughs> so also this I kept this kept going in my mind a lot though, and we were talking about how the Simpsons predicted everything. Uh, you know, with COVID nineteen, even though they didn't see that on that episode, but uh, it reminded me of that episode where Sideshow Bob cut all the TV and Krusty the clown up to the uh, Springfield Badlands the Flatlands and had his own show with like a gas can and a,
1: oh
0: my. And, a and a scorpion or something That's like in the middle. Deep
1: Simpsons fans, there,
0: yeah, y'all. yeah. I, look, ninety Simpsons are the best.
1: I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not a Simpsons fan. I just don't recall it like you did like that. So um that's pretty I mean the Simpsons did predict a whole lot of stuff or at least they have a lot of things that are so outlandish that we thought was unimpossible. impossible I'm sorry I'm looking at a Looney Tunes thing and I'm pretty sure they said that but for instance you know our current president that was kind of a Simpsons gag and here we are living it in 2020 and a lot of the things that they had on their show have come to pass and You want to look at the writers and ask them, where's your crystal ball? Can you tell us when this madness that we're in, a.k.a. COVID, when is this going to end? When is our normal world going to come running back? But, you know, hey, it is what it is. And uh, you're looking for that fight TV thing, I take it?
0: Yeah, but I also ran across a picture that Virgil showed at the WrestleCon and nobody told him it was canceled. So that that makes me laugh a little bit.
1: Because you love
0: Virgil. Oh, oh, by the way. uh, No, I don't. Um, WrestleMania thirty six weekend pack on Fight TV was sixty dollars for both nights.
1: So thirty dollars each night, pretty much. Yeah, if you paid for the package on the Fight TV, I guess it's an app or network or something to that effect.
0: More like smart TV apps. Okay. Um, you know, you can you can access it on your uh, mobile, or you can. Have it on your smart TV. Pretty much, almost everybody in the world has a smart TV. If no, they have a but TV, everybody
1: does not have
0: a smart TV. Well, any in, in the United States,
1: everybody doesn't have a smart TV. Well, that's
0: why I put pretty much most people. Then I'll i lay I'll lay, I'll lay that a certain number, a certain number.
1: Anyway,
0: but um, yeah. Again, screw uh, Mike Jones. Um, Who's Mike Jones? That's his government. Oh.
1: You're back on Virgil? Virgil Jeez, Vincent. You, Could you not just let it go? No, I Rose would not let it. it
0: go. Black and a Sambo. I'm going to say it like that. Anyway, wow. I know a lot of Sambo's in, the, in this uh, wrestling industry, too. And I'm not going to say uh, any names.
1: Let's continue onward, shall we?
0: Well, anyway, um, so my, uh, I'm going to ask you your take on this whole thing before uh, we get down to it. We're not going to discuss every match, but we're going to discuss like... Uh, points that you may picked up, key points, or whatever have you, because discussing every match is boring.
1: It'll also take as long as the actual two-day WrestleMania itself <laughs> if we discuss every match. I can tell you um, some of my my notes, some of my critiques, if you will. A lot of the matches went too long. Randy,
0: whoa, 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 let's just go on the whole.
1: A lot of the matches went too long. Okay. Um, that they were they were decent matches some of them were not wrestlemania-esque quality matches where i felt that the end of their feud came to a culmination or came to a head um but the main events of the two days one of them was good one of them was uh, but the two specials in the midst of the two days um were great i like the the matches that weren't matches that were an acid trip and a cinematography masterpiece. We'll
0: get that to those later.
1: So, that's my notes. I, I watched night two with a bunch of people with the Zoom app. We went on Zoom. You could um, log in and see your friends or whoever you're on with. And we watched kind of together. We were able to talk and do, you know, silly stuff. People could drink and kind of, you know, out of their homes and <laughs> have fun and talk crazy. So, that for me was fun because, you know, while you were being socially distant or whatever, you could still kind of hang out with some folks and enjoy the matches and kind of have that running commentary. So that was fun. Um,
0: you know, almost everybody has a Zoom app. I never I never downloaded it. Or... Everybody
1: doesn't have it. I just got it.
0: Yeah, um, cuz people a lot of people are doing it now. I know I know a friends of mine celebrate birthdays uh by having their friends on Zoom app and was drinking and having fun listening to music. <laughs> so um, I got to look into it, though, but hopefully nobody contacts my family and gets me to go on their app.
1: Wow, you're just anti-social. No, I,
0: I will say this, and even though this is my podcast, I will go a little personal. My family has this thing called Marco Polo. I have Marco Polo. And I listen to it, I to it through, through my cousins, and it just sounds like nothing
1: it's I, I don't know the, the,
0: the conversations oh. it sounds like nothing like baby i went to store and the ham was uh, like
1: it's I don't what you make in every one of these apps is what you make and marco polo's a, a cute i don't think you can do a group thing but i have not tried but it's a cute little you know kind of video recording messaging you can send quick little snippets back and forth or whatever it's 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 fun it's cute it's different
0: well, if we had, if uh, Shinblade had a couple more people besides yourself as far as a uh, quote-unquote team" is concerned, we could do that. You know, we the various the various wrestling notes that we have and everything. We we can uh, ne- ne- the Shinblade network. I can make that happen. Let's let on that. <laughs> the sensational network. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay, so anyway, my notes on the show was that uh, it wasn't the best WrestleMania of all time. It wasn't the worst WrestleMania of all time. I didn't even classify it because of the situation that this WrestleMania was pushed into a corner. So I got on social media and people were, were saying, oh, my God, this is the best WrestleMania of all time. And I was like, are you high? Are you, are, are you on something? I did to talk
1: because you were doing shrimps.
0: See, you, you jumped in front of that one. I did that because I thought it would be a fun experience to watch WrestleMania. Next you know, I watched like an hour and 30 minutes up until the uh, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens match, and I turned it off because it wasn't working for me. And I did a, and, and to be get personal again, I did a live Facebook, which got cut and, and blocked because they thought they could hear WrestleMania in the background, but I was doing shrooms. Uh, on the live video and people thought that the shrooms I was taking was somewhat like LSD which it wasn't and I'll use that at the end of the show if anybody want to know about shrooms Um, I don't advocate drug use Um, it's a plant uh, rather psychedelic plant and I did not freak out nothing happened to that nature I just listened to music all night and watched Wrestlemania night one on that Sunday morning, so we're gonna get into this long, long-winded card. Now, um, oh yeah, going back to the to the Facebook video, it got. I was re- wearing my WrestleMania shirt. It got banned, blocked, or whatever you call you because they they think they heard WrestleMania on the television. I think it was my shirt. I think I posted something WrestleMania. The title of the video. Anyway. I don't care. It's in the past. It was fun. I rarely do live videos on my personal Facebook. And um
1: So basically nobody can see it anymore. It has gone the way of The Dodo. Yes. I
0: actually like it because uh, you know, if you didn't see it, then you missed out.
1: There you go. If you weren't there, you weren't there.
0: But then again, nobody was at WrestleMania this year. <laughs> it was a record breaking attendance of nobody. And there's a picture out there floating, which I got, which I didn't post that picture.
1: oh well, let's see.
0: Don't count the people in the back.
1: What about Gronk? I mean, he had a bird's eye view. Jesus Christ, he Mika. Was a, he's a fan.
0: Mika. He was there. Mika. He Don't was do this.
1: There. Gronk's got a shirt that says, "I was there." Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And a lot of people from WWE.com who bought the shirts wasn't there with a shirt that says, I wasn't there. And WWE capitalized on top of that.
1: I mean, that's smart marketing. Let's let's be honest. Smart marketing for smart marks. WWE has an abundance of chairs that they were selling on the shop network. And if you go to WrestleMania or even a live Raw, typically the first five rows of Raw, Mania, several. I thought it was just pay-per-views. Uh uh, pay per views as well, but they have specialty chairs made up. Raw has a, a chair that they have. Raw and SmackDown is a WWE live chair, um, but the pay per views have chairs. They are selling the chairs on the Shop Zone for those of you know you know WWE Shop Zone, um, and they're selling them for hundred bucks, which is relatively cheap. Considering I've been to several pay per views and Raws and all this, and I have lots of chairs, and I've been offered upwards to $400 for my chairs. So, with WWE selling you shares for $100, they're going to make out like bandits because people are going to buy them.
0: Yes, and they're going to be on eBay in a couple months after people go to big events and icons of wrestling, at least in the Northeast, um, big event, icons of wrestling, Wrestlecade, and next year's WrestleCon in L.A., which Mika and I will be going. Uh, hella high water. To oh, whoa, minute. whoa,
1: don't, don't, don't. We just had a, a, a virus, which is a plague, not give us floods and fires as well okay the world is ending you don't need to call the shots okay
0: all right well i did say in the last episode we're gonna repopulate the earth if uh people go oh
1: yeah
0: yeah but anyway um i
1: should have put a better shirt on <laughs> okay anyway
0: ladies ladies and no, gentlemen no you're not
1: talking about what i'm wearing Go going
0: mika is flowing with her top
1: Every top I wear flows. It's just
0: the boobies are almost just out. Natural. Yes, it happens. Big boot women problems, but we're, we're straying off anyway. Um, so I watched Cesaro versus Drew Gulak. Good match. Should have been on the show. Had no build up. I love technical wrestling. Um, so whatever have you. Um, Alexa Bliss, Nikki Cross, new tag team women's tag team champions beating the Kabuki Warriors. Um, the
1: Goofy Goo Goo Warriors who had the tag titles for six months because nobody knew,
0: which is bad and nobody cared. There we go. And we 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 like Kari Sane. We like, we like Asuka. Asuka Yeah,
1: we just forgot that they were tag team teams.
0: And the rumor that is going around the mill is that Kari Sane is on her way out. Um, probably not. No, I did. I say rumor mill. I know. But the thing about her being on the main roster was that I think everybody wanted her and uh, Io Shirai because they had a tag team of their own. And, as you know, WD Creative just cut it in half, Say we want you, and that was it. And I like Io Shirai in NXT anyway uh, with her uh, heel run. And I didn't know she was the girlfriend of Evil.
1: Evil. Doesn't matter who her man is because she is evil on her own right and accord down at NXT, killing it.
0: All right, so we go down to Elias versus King Corbin. Pass on that, um, even though King Corbin was parlaying, playing, playing parlaying, playing to the crowd. And it, it was so bad. I'm just looking at it like it, it
1: was, it was, it was like
0: Peter sad. Pan makeup.
1: Oh, it was sad. It was sad. But again, it's Corbin. Most of everything that he does is sad,
0: including retiring Kurt Angle.
1: We which everybody wanted
0: John Cena to do because it was first. And it made more sense that fans oh, said that. Right. Um,
1: Kurt's not really retired as far as I'm concerned. Kurt's just out there in the ether someplace. Well, I will say
0: that that Kurt uh, backed, backed uh, Baron Corbin on that one. Say he wanted yeah, to put him over. Kurt
1: also has had lots of concussions. We don't trust his God, judgment. Yeah.
0: Kurt's going to keep my butt. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, Becky Lynch versus Shayna Baszler. uh I actually was okay with this match uh, ever since the news of Vince McMahon being down on Shayna, um, which I don't know why because Shayna was the a juggernaut. Of
1: Vince being down on Shayna because Shayna's not Rhonda. I mean, that's what the problem is. Had Shayna been Rhonda with that skill that she walked into there with, we would have had a new women's champion.
0: Well, Rhonda coming back makes a storyline itself, anyway. So, right. you know, you haven't beat her, but. The whole vampire biting Becky Lynch on the neck and whatever have you. And Shayna was played as a badass on NXT. Um, Still a
1: badass during her call-up. The, the problem with this match is the reason that Becky won is because they touted Shayna as being Ronda's sparring partner. They tagged Ronda as the baddest woman on the planet. If Becky beat the baddest woman on the planet... Becky automatically beats her sparring partner. Her sparring partner cannot beat Becky because that will mean she's better than Ronda, which means Ronda is no longer the baddest woman on the planet. WWE can't undo their own creative, their own storylines. When it comes to a household worldwide name like Rousey, Rousey has a certain reputation throughout the world. Not so much that she is a UFC fighter and she's good. It's She's a UFC fighter and she's cute. She's on magazines. She's attractive. Blah, 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 blah. You look at Shayna. Shayna doesn't bring that attractiveness, that worldly, oh, my gosh, she's hot and she fights kind of deal where the WWE can capitalize on that.
0: Well, you know, honestly, you know, on a personal note, and no, no disrespect to Shayna Baszler, but I kept thinking that she played on the other team, which that was untrue. Um, wow. No, I actually looked at, I mean, I actually looked that up and I thought, and it wasn't like a personal thing. You just see how she move and everything, but I like Shayna because she has a love for muscle cars, but why are you doing that?
1: Move along.
0: Okay. Well, like I said, it's not a disrespect or anything of that nature, but it was just a side note. And some people ask me about that, too. They were like, what do you think about Shayna? you think she plays for one team or the other? Why?
1: Why? Okay, see, I didn't want to go there, but what is it about Shayna that would make someone assume that she plays for the other team? You can't look at somebody and tell which team they play for. I mean, like... It's just, especially in 2020, in this day and age, that is absolute lunacy to look at somebody and goes, oh, they look like they, they like boys, they like they like girls, they like this. like You don't know, and it does not matter, especially in this genre of entertainment. So, it doesn't matter what she likes, who she goes to bed with is what she does when she's wow. in the ring and on screen.
0: Well, you couldn't tell that from Laura Sullivan until those videos popped up.
1: Couldn't tell, don't tell, don't care. I do not care.
0: (laughs) You want to talk about somebody who's in the ether, what about him?
1: I don't care. I don't care who he went to bed with. I don't care what he did for money back in the day. I I don't care who did what behind closed doors. That includes the the straight ones as well because I don't care. It has nothing to do with what I'm looking at as far as their in-ring persona and athleticism has to deal.
0: I was talking about Lars Sullivan's status like, as a wrestler. I'm
1: talking about in general. Again, Lars, what is his status as a wrestler? I didn't care about him when he was wrestling. I didn't care about him when he was laying down or doing whatever he was doing. I don't care. Okay.
0: All right. So, anyway, um, I I actually did. Um, I just felt a little slighted. I mean, the way they built her, like, you know, she was going to be the next one. And sometimes when it comes to build, you know, sometimes it can could, it could throw you off a little bit. And sometimes you just know that it's going to happen. Then you know it's not going to happen. Like we talked about in the last episode with Ricochet being built up in a two-minute promo. And it didn't even last whole match in Saudi Arabia.
1: That was sad. I was
0: like, what's the point?
1: But again, they, they did not give us everything that they could have given us. Because I think the WWE also held back because of lack of actual live audience. This was not a typical WrestleMania. We didn't get typical WrestleMania type matches. We didn't get, I don't believe, typical outcomes of these stories. The build was good. Had this been in front of 70 80,000 people, we might, might have had a title change. We definitely for sure would have had a different match between those two than we got.
0: And I say that for a lot of matches because a lot of these matches were awkward and like kind of dry and to me i put this on the Shinblade blade page on facebook official shin blade that it reminded me of alan iverson saying uh we talking about practice put the uh, gif up there because they remind me of that and i've been saying the raw and smackdowns were like dress rehearsals uh when they when they're uh, doing the action and, and of course uh mika texts me that they're trying to make good of a bad situation which was actually true so that's why when i looked into it i couldn't i wouldn't say this is the best WrestleMania ever. We're going to party even though we're at home. We're going to zoom. I just said let's just see what they put out. It's the only live uh sports sports entertainment uh vessel that we have right. as of right now. So I went ahead with that one. Um next one was Sami Zayn uh, versus uh Daniel Brian da- Daniel, Danielson, would I would say? Daniel Bryan.
1: Uh, I yeah. know. It's hard. I mean, I've Called him Brian Daniels and for so many times and it's like wait nope that's not who he is right now it's tough especially watching him and Sami Zayn who we know uh, as um, El Generico if you See. if you know and then you know so watching them this match was everything that I expected this match to be
0: I didn't really watch this match um,
1: I I can tell you it was a great match it was solid technical. But it was boring because there was not that crowd behind it yeah. watching these two go at it because they're both such good wrestlers. I, I say it was boring, but it was a good match, but it was not enough life in it to keep me interested. And I love the two of them. I love them individually. I love them combined. It was just like, oh, okay, yay.
0: I'm sure there was a better match between the two and Ring of Honor back in the day. And Ring of Honor is very, very petty when it comes to WWE if you look on your YouTube. Because I know I'm jumping right now, but Seth Rollins versus uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Williams. I think about a week or so before that match happened, they put out their match they in the Ring of Honor on their YouTube page. And that was like, I think it was like 20, 30 Tyler, minutes long.
1: Tyler Black versus Kevin Steen. They really actually put that match out there because, again... These two have been fighting forever, as the saying goes. and mm-hmm. It is absolutely true. And I, I kind of laugh because I don't want to call it petty, but it's going, listen, we've <laughs> been here, we've done this. We did it better. We did it better. You could take all your WWE matches, combine them, and put them out, and it still doesn't compare to the Ring of Honor match.
0: And I will say the same thing with AJ. two years ago, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura in WrestleMania New Orleans, which I attended and I saw – and we saw this in New Japan two years prior to that, and they tore their whole house down. I think it was for Intercontinental, the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And they did a little fist bump at the end of the match. And I think they were saying like AJ was hurt, so they had to work a little lighter. And it was in the middle of the show, and we wanted it to be one of the last matches so we could be exhausted and drained by the time uh, the match was over. Which I do like as far as being a fan. Instead of chanting random stuff out in the crowd, you want to get that feeling. You want it. That's why I like the Japanese crowd. Because they know when to react uh, in certain spots in wrestling. They don't just chant everything. They're very docile and quiet. But when the big spots come, they react to it. Or when they have a two and a three quarters uh, count, They re- pinfall, they react to it. Oh, like that. Um, next one was the match I was not looking forward to. They should have canceled it completely. And that was the triple threat uh ladder match, which was a triple threat tag team. But reportedly, the Miz got sick.
1: Which I I thought Miz pulled out uh, for uh, you know the COVID nineteen. He's got a baby at home. The I thought the same way too. And, um, Whatever. So I didn't know he was actually hurt. I'm gonna have to dig deeper because I really thought that when Reese basically told him, "No, you can't go play at WrestleMania."
0: No, he, he got he got sick and, and the Usos got, um, they took note of it and they wanted to, they, I think they were very cautious, like, no, we ain't doing this match. And they turned it to a triple threat, which made it a little awkward. And even the ending was creative and it was awkward at the same time. It was different. And I just, I couldn't get into it because with ladder matches now in WWE, there's always big spots. There's always big uh, uh, crash moments and you never really had that even though John Morrison fell on his back and twinged it a certain way because he couldn't walk getting out of the arena and, and John Morrison's a good friend of mine I'm glad to see him again um, I'm glad to see the dirt sheet back together again but
1: like the dirt.
0: but it's just it, it just didn't work you know you had Kofi Kofi's a spot guy from the New Day uh, Jimmy Uso is the spot guy for the Usos, which I think both of them are.
1: I was gonna say, how do you tell them apart? But yeah, the 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 match wasn't. It wasn't a ladder match. It wasn't even high up on the ladder matches of WWE that they've had in their past. But the guys did they did what they needed to do. Um, it was historic for the WWE because you got one person from each team trying to vie for. A team title. Um, the screwy finish was an indie finish like a mofo. I mean, it, it really was. That was a straight up indie finish. Like, hey, one guy falls off with the titles and they keep the titles. It was like, yeah, that's so indie riffic. I kind of like that.
0: Well, this match, this match really to me was like if you had a, a bootleg game system, you couldn't load all the players into the match. So that was. Uh, how wow. I felt about the match. Um, let's see. Next one was Kevin Owens versus Seth Rollins. This was a match that you can anticipate on watching, but I think as far as Kevin Owens was concerned in the empty arena, he was doing too much.
1: <laughs> I think it was stupid for them to restart the match and do it again.
0: I did like that little bitch line that you said. I I loved I mean that one. it was it
1: was it was a hard beat with the bitch. It it was what it was. Seth won, he should have pimp-walked his butt out of there and kept going. The only thing I liked about this match was Seth's entrance. He wasn't spectacular. What about the outfit? That's what I was getting to. I was <laughs> gonna say, it wasn't like there was fireworks or anything inside the PC. It was just he broke out the white pay-per-view gear and he looked, he looked every bit of the Messiah character that they are getting him with all his little white on they had the, the little three panel stained glass windows with his image on it and i was like you know we we people have joked and called him crossfit jesus he's embraced that and made it different into this whole monday night messiah thing and i'm just like
0: who the hell called him CrossFit Jesus?
1: Everybody called him CrossFit Jesus.
0: During the storyline, right? No,
1: before the storyline. Way before the storyline. Okay. Because you know he's like a huge CrossFit yes. fanatic or whatever. Like people have been calling him CrossFit Jesus for a long time now. Because the beard and the, you know, you know whatever. So <laughs> And then
0: he had his hair in the bun, like uh yeah, the yeah. um what's his name from uh fading fading Russell Brand. Yeah. Like the oldest mm-hmm. snow character. I, I actually like that. But I think Kevin Owens was doing too much, and I think it would have been greater with a crowd by jumping off the sign onto, and and he looked like he... He squashed him. He squashed his arm. Squashed him. So, so, um, again, that's making a moment out of a bad situation by having that match. I think, personally, out of night one, that was the best match of the night that was actually a match. Um, the next one was something that you could fall asleep to, and this one, I I, I I don't know, but I was, I'm not saying I was really frustrated, but it made me sick on the outside because of the fans. Because the next match was Braun Strowman versus Goldberg. Roman Reigns had to pull out because of his- uh, F.
1: Braun Strowman. This wasn't a match-
0: Wait, wait, wait. Let me let me prep the Let me let me prep this, me pr- me prep this one. Keep sweetheart.
1: going. I'm just gonna
0: keep going F-ron. But Roman Reigns had to leave. He had to step out because of his uh leukemia that he had twice and his immune system and we and family, and we understood that. And you understood that. F-ron. But the, the the internet was like, oh, why Roman Reigns doing that? He's such and such and such. We're on Roman Reigns.
1: Efron, I tell you, I'm just gonna keep saying Efron. You're
0: not gonna say anything about Roman Reigns and pulling out in the internet and in the internet going. <laughs> Roman nuts. can
1: pull out whenever he wants to, but seriously, I mean, the man just beat cancer. He's back. There's a serious virus in there. Anybody with a compromised immune system um, has to be especially cautious. I cannot fault Roman, nor would I fault anybody in his situation for doing the best thing for his or her health, and that's what he did. So. Um, Roman, you know, saying, "Hey, listen, I'm not gonna be able to do this just because I want to continue to be safe and to live." Good call on him. Thankfully, hopefully, nobody pressured him the other way and said, "Oh, come on, just give us a little match, hey, pal. a match. We'll give you some more money. Come on, hey you pal, do it. right? You do the match, right? Um, which I'm pretty sure people were trying to pressure him into it, and thankfully. Cooler, smarter heads prevailed because there was no reason to do this match at all.
0: Well, well, number one, it was highly anticipated. Everybody, it was like past versus
1: present.
0: No, no, no. I'm talking about Roman.
1: I know what I'm saying. First of all, Goldberg had no business with the title. I was about to get into that. Who cared that he
0: was. Well, honestly, honestly, number one, Bray Wyatt was the former uh, Blue Blue Universal champion because it's blue now.
1: Universal.
0: Yes, blue Universal Champion. And I and for me I was fine with Bray going into WrestleMania as a champion. Because, you know, everybody likes Bray, Firefly Front House. I thought that with him being champion, it kinda painted um it kinda painted Creative into a corner because Bray was so over, he only had two matches. He has his character that's highly indestructible. And you know, uh, and then also they put that the Saudi Arabia show, we're going to have Goldberg go against them. I'm like, are you serious? Like, you're building up Bray Wyatt, the fiend character. Everybody is in love with the character, buying all the merch off the shelves and the uh, little play sets that they had before they sold it out. The
1: little gloves, and, and heel, everything. Everything.
0: And it's just like, oh, we're, we're going to go to Saudi Arabia. Oh, all right. Goldberg got the belt now. And... That was, what, four spears and a box jackhammer, and that was it. And I just said, you know what? And I said this personally, Bray, just go. Like, everybody likes you. You want
1: everybody to just go.
0: No, I'm saying this because Bray is doing everything. Bray, almost everything that he has done stuck to the wall, and fans like it. But not the right people like it. It's creative. It's like, okay, we can give you this much, but what we're going to do is you're not going to win this feud. You're gonna re as Bray Wyatt. You're gonna be this cult leader. You're gonna give these great promos, which he written him and Jake Roberts. Fans fell for it, loved it. The the Wyatt family they feuded against the Shield. Then uh, WrestleMania with John Cena and, boom, that was it. Cena's
1: fault.
0: Now that's going in that's tonight. Six years that, ago. That's going in tonight too. Um, but. Like I said, having Bray go against uh, Roman Reigns tentatively was a great idea. People would have loved it. Ray, uh, Reigns would have been over. Whether you booed him or you liked him or whatever. It would have
1: made sense. It would have made a
0: lot of sense. But according to the rumor mill, Goldberg politic and said, I can't lose because of the kids. Uh, you don't want to see me lose until, yes, it was jerking. And I, and don't kill me, Goldberg. He, he, uh, he, he, you ever shook Goldberg's
1: hand? No, I've not touched the man, and I want to continue not to touch the man. I don't know where he been. He he. Well, he's been in Saudi Arabia. I don't want to touch him.
0: Yeah, he uh, hit my uh, he hit my guy in the arm one time. I almost dislocated his shoulder. He walked by it. Hey man, just did like that. But you know, I do have a I do have a little joke with Goldberg. Like he couldn't spell tookis and he's Jewish, and I had to spell it for him. He was doing autographs and everything in uh, Rhode Island. This was this was oh, years God. ago, and this is how we know each other. He came down to MCW in Maryland, and he's like, hey, pal, shook the hell out of my hand. almost crushed it. Um, And that's why I have uh, wrist and forearm problems now, Um, But anyway.
1: So basically saying he don't even work safe when he's not even working? Okay.
0: Cool. <laughs> so you're on the Matt Riddle train for that one.
1: I'm just saying.
0: You're on the Matt Riddle and Isla Rose train.
1: I, I Listen, bro don't lie. He ain't got no reason to.
0: So anyway, um, but like I said, for Goldberg and Roman Reigns, this was a video game match. Period. You can do this in the video games. Um, I wasn't down with it. Uh, the fact is that WWE ran with this until maybe like the day of or the day before, and just said, "Oh, Roman's out, Braun Strowman's in." When everybody in the rumor, Dave Meltzer, Russell, uh, Russell, Tall, What Culture, everybody knew it. And I hated the fact that WWE did not recognize it, did not say anything, and just said, okay, day before, Braun Strowman. F Braun. And and I believe, personally...
1: Braun got heat. WWE did a good thing by not announcing let's, him.
0: Let's get into that. Why does Braun have heat? I know this.
1: Braun went on his little social media and said, all these indie wrestlers out here... Wait,
0: wait, Braun, wait, wait, wait. You got to go before that.
1: Other than the fact that he's stupid? No, no, no. You got to go before his why gun. he did that. Why? Why like, he did that. You say why he did it because I don't know why he did it. He's okay, That's all I know. Now, there
0: was a post on, I think it was Twitter or Instagram from Evil Uno of AEW. According to this whole COVID-19, a lot of people are out of work unless they're essential. So that means wrestlers are out of work. And, and shout out to those who listened to the last episode about my my, or should I say, Mika and myself's conversation about indie wrestlers who's suffering from not going to WrestleCon and not having uh, their paydays because that's their job. Eviluno came out of character and said that hey, we need to support each other. And um, I'm not going to say blah, 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 that's disrespectful. This, that, and the third about our indie wrestlers. Cue Braun Strowman in the comments That's or in the post where he's saying that I'm tired of these workers asking for a handout, such and such and such. And I was in my 95 Honda and came down to Florida to become a wrestler because he used to be a strong man. And that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Oh, this, you think? This to me was the same if not more, heat as Tessa Blanchard being racist. And oh bullied. no,
1: no. Two totally different
0: different scenarios.
1: Different scenarios and not the same amount of heat because Tessa's was nuclear. Braun
0: I believe I believe it's nuclear when you come Braun's off as Braun's
1: is nuclear in the indie wrestling circles where Tessa's was a universal nuclear. You didn't have to be a wrestling fan. If you heard that story, you're like, who is this girl and why is she okay. up on right. her? You know, right. who, what gives her the right? How dare she? Okay, Braun's is more within the indie, and I will defend the indies and the wrestlers to so the I. very end because if Braun put the work in, he did not put any work in. He went in his little beat-up-ass car, went down to wherever he went down, got his big ass out the car, and they saw him at six foot, seven foot tall and X amount of pounds, and Vince likes big dudes. Everybody knows it. Now, how big a dude Braun was? I don't know what you whipped out for McMahon to get a job, sir, or what you dropped to your knees to get a job. I said it. Oh, that hurt. I said it. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, you can't knock anybody else's hustle. And you do. You make yourself, pardon my French, the biggest bitch walking okay so right now whoever holds this title efron is a big bitch that's it it might as well be a winnings title because he is a insert bad word here
0: you know i think that word that you're going to say is a c word but no,
1: no 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 but it is reminiscent of the c word with the p okay
0: Okay. But if you want all to right, talk about right. the
1: C-word, that's cool. All right. Anybody, use your imagination, folks. That's what it's all about. I'm just saying, how dare he knock somebody's hustle when you don't have to struggle. Right now, everybody's struggling, not just independent wrestlers. So this is a slap in everybody's face. So, oh, well, if you put the work in, you'd be fine. You can't put the work in if the work is not there to be had, okay? You can't talk smack unless you walk a mile in somebody else's shoes. He walked a out of no place. The man's an idiot. He was, WWE did not announce it because, smart on them, because it would have turned a whole crap storm with indie wrestlers at home on their Twitters, on their social medias. They would have rounded up all their fans and people would have been like, oh, F this dude. They would have stirred the pot.
0: I think the internet already did that because that was, that was being recorded. It wasn't big enough. Okay.
1: Because again, had we known that Braun was in this match, it would have been way worse.
0: Okay. Now now, um, one question I'm gonna ask in a future episode is who's more the girl on fire, uh Kiara Hogan or Mika Villas? Um but anyway.
1: Kiara.
0: We all love Kiara. She's, she's sweet.
1: I miss Ciara. I do
0: too. Um but anyway, this win for me for Braun Strowman is Comes with an asterisk, it's tainted because it was supposed to be Roman. And the, and the little rumor mill again was that Goldberg's not working any more dates. And in my personal perception, Goldberg could have gone the Brock Lesnar route and just not shown up for tapings and appeared at SummerSlam when everything was getting back to normal and then drop it to Roman. And you could have had that sort of vindication.
1: Yeah. But. Not a good, but. You know, we are
0: where we are. Yes, we are where we are. So, um, like I said, Braun Strowman is a graduate of the Performance Center. He was not those indie guys who went around the world and made the drives and did all that. So that's why uh, I don't speak for Mika for real. This is my interpretation that Mika was upset because she knows, and I know a lot of people who go through the drives, get the hot dog and the handshake. If that. Or $25 or whatever up until they work in working uh, dark matches or enhancement matches for WWE Impact, uh, shout out to Chris Bay, uh, Impact, Ring of Honor, or whoever have you. So I understand her heat. I think a lot of people should as far as being a performer and you're making no money till you're making uh, the upwards of barely uh, His skills barely didn't
1: do anything. It was his size. These people have skills. These people have learned and honed their craft. When he walked into WWE, even to shoot the last couple of years, he sucked as a performer.
0: Well, the thing was is that, you know, he walked in and they said, Hi, my name is Adam and I used to do strongman competitions and Vince saw him or somebody on his Vince side saw him. and got hard. And just, you know, stopped on the back. Hey pal, you wanna go on the main yeah. roster? Cause he was never I don't think he was ever on NXT. Um or at least the, tape, the, the TV tapes. I think he, was,
1: he was in a lot of dark stuff. Um, and that's, again, a testament to it wasn't what he had going for him. It was the size. If you're a big seven-foot-tall fool, then you got a better chance of walking into the WWE and getting a contract than if you are somebody who's five ten, six 6' tall, 195-200 uh, pounds, to get a contract. That's the truth. I could name a ton of people who I know personally, who I've watched, who I've seen, who I'm friends with, who I'm not friends with, who have immense talent, who've been on WWE TV, who do not have contracts because of their lack of size.
0: I got to say a shout out. I said shout out to Chris Bay because he just got signed to Impact. I got to give a shout out to uh, Sugar Dunkerton on AEW. Sug D. Sug D, excuse me on uh, AEW television, uh the recent tapings that they're putting out um, in their undisclosed location. But anyway, this one was tainted. Both competitors uh, were tainted. So move on from there. And we move on to the quote-unquote match of the night, which I don't believe it was a match, but they made good... For uh what they put out, and that was the boneyard match between The Undertaker and AJ Styles. And, I, and before I kick it to you, I actually enjoyed this. This was more of a cinematic uh feel and fight. I wouldn't say masterpiece. Masterpiece. Uh, feel and fight. Um, you know, now WWE after this, I'm jumping, is going along the Lucha Underground effect, which you're gonna do a lot more cinematic pieces, and Triple H said this in business calls. Um you got to give a shout out to Lucha Underground for the federation that it was, the promotion that it was cuz from people I know on the inside that is dead. And I was a fan of that since day 1. Um this was an actual uh this was filmed in Georgia, I think. Or no, no, it was in Florida. And it was it was good, it was it was very entertaining. This was a more of a match than the Firefly Funhouse match. Because they said, we're going to have a Boneyard match on TV. COVID-19 took over. You can't do anything. So we're like, okay, how about we be more creative? We're going to go out somewhere and we're going to have a fight.
1: You know who produced this?
0: Yes, Jeremy Borash.
1: JB. Yes. You know what else he produced?
0: He produced a Broken series.
1: So this is along those same lines of the Matt Hardy, Broken Universe, all that stuff. Jeremy Borash, former TNA talent producer on screen yada 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 got with AJ got with Undertaker with the WWE's machine behind this this was something that one we didn't know what a boneyard match was we get to the the opening sequence was a trip the opening sequence was the Hurts driving into a <laughs> graveyard. You see the Druids get out of the hearse. They open it up. There's a coffin. And you just know Undertaker is about to come out. <laughs> Wrong. Swerve. It's AJ.
0: Shout out to Isaiah Scott. Isaiah Scott. Who wasn't in this match?
1: <laughs> okay, Shane Strickland. Swerve. Gotcha. Yeah. But again, it's AJ. AJ pops out like, yo, where is Taker at? We didn't get the Undertaker. We got the Biker Taker. We had that for weeks. We, we but he he rolled in on his his tricycle, came in and yeah, they I could. said tricycle. I said tricycle. I did. I expected to see Michelle McCool on a sidecar for all the stuff that AJ was While talking about. Riding the back
0: like she did with Chuck Palumbo years ago.
1: A riding bitch. I mean whatever. But we didn't see it. That's what it's called. When you're on the back of a bike, you're Thank riding you for clearing that up. Um <laughs> Jesus. But we didn't see her. You don't
0: want to upset Mark.
1: I'm not calling that man Mark because okay.
0: you see what happened to AJ. Okay. <laughs> I'm calling <him> by his <laughs> <name>. Oh, man. <laughs> it, but I questioned this. I questioned this one weeks before because I thought it was like makeup or something. And they weren't essential to WWE. So Undertaker just came in with the bandana and the braid hair. Like, I'm going to come like this. Makeup's still essential. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, yes. But I thought that was happening. And I'm like, why is Undertaker coming in all street? He's supposed to be all mystical m- mystical and everything. Yeah. Uh, not the rapper. He's supposed to be. He's he's supposed to be that. But you know they were coming out saying that they like the look. Now he should be that look. It's like Mortal Kombat, um, Mortal Kombat: Annihilation, when Raiden got stripped of his powers, became human, which we don't talk about. Um, and it was James Remar too, which was worse. Not Lambert Wilson. Um, this match was. This match was enjoyable. Uh, AJ versus Undertaker. I still do not think this. Um,
1: Think about Undertaker's I, last match at th- that's a pay-per-view setting.
0: That's what I'm getting to.
1: Mm-hmm. I think,
0: wasn't that the last one was the the uh, Him and Reigns? The uh, Graveyard Warriors or something? Him and
1: Reigns? Well, I'm going to... We're going to Goldberg. We're going to Goldberg. We're going to that. Think about that car crash horrific type of
0: I I was about to say that. I don't even
1: know what, it it wasn't a match. It was just two old guys who you shudder to think, these were some of my childhood wrestling heroes. These are people who I watched and I was into and who were invincible figures, and now they look like broken old men. AJ in this match. Again,
0: that was a video game match, uh, the one in Saudi Arabia that you could have did on the 2K19 because 2K20 was trash. Yeah, you could have did that on
1: 2K, like 2 k because they looked that old. It looked like they were in 8-bit instead of 16 or 32 so you're or 64. you coming out
0: with, a, coming out with a video game references. Right.
1: They, they were horrible. Um, AJ was yeah. in this match for... This may not have been the match that was planned for Mania. They may not have had this in mind. They probably, probably had to shift gears. But yes. the fact of the matter is, the person across from The Undertaker, no matter what, AJ Styles had one job. And that was to make The Undertaker look good. AJ not just completed his mission he put that mission and he was like I'm going to get employee of the year based on my performance because he sold everything if The Undertaker breathed too hard on AJ AJ was selling it aka like Dolph Ziggler sells everything this was great because it reminisced about The Undertaker of old it gave you a kind of new spin because he talked way more than we were used to hearing Taker talk. Hey, boy, come here. What's my what's my wife's name again? How old am I again? Taker was talking trash. Get my trash. wife's name
0: out your mouth. He
1: no he was talking trash yeah. while he was beating AJ down. AJ was trying to escape. AJ got his licks in, but the Undertaker looked dominant. You got your mythical, mystical Taker. He popped out of the grave behind AJ on a tractor. Y'all got y'all memes over there? Yes. And everything for this match worked. It looked like a movie. If you happened to be somehow on Fight TV or some program and you flipped the channels and you saw this, you would stop and you would watch. It was just long enough. It wasn't too long. It kept your interest. It looked good. It looked real. AJ used environment. Undertaker use the environment. You, did, you know, you end up it with his little fire taker, lightning thing. Everything worked. There the was Metallica nothing.
0: song that was in it.
1: The only thing that we were missing was "Keep Rolling, Rolling." No, rolling, no, no, rolling. no,
0: no. We're not doing that.
1: Why not? Because that was number the one,
0: theme. number one, they changed it. But also number one, Fred Durst would have been screaming for royalties on that, and they changed it to the "You Done It Now" the uh, Jim Johnston music that they had for that and with the vocals um the metallica mix i, I mean metallica's bigger than lip biscuit um i'm sure they would have got their royalties or they would have said were. fine that's my, our song let, let's let go with it whatever happens it's not of our concern but it matched it it matched the segment
1: but everything worked there was it, nothing in this thing that didn't work
0: now now i will say
1: this the, was a buried alive match didn't it, it turn into that we didn't know what boneyard was
0: I thought, I thought Bonyo was buried alive.
1: We, but we didn't know. We thought it was just some kind of graveyard, something we weren't Street sure. Street fight. Street. We, we didn't know. Okay. We didn't know. Okay. So this was a buried alive match that got shined up real nice, turned sideways, nope. and stuck up
0: nope.
1: to the upper echelon okay. of a match.
0: The only thing I would say about this quote-unquote match that still doesn't bring vindication is what they were saying that The Undertaker had to debacle with Goldberg and say this is going to be the vindication because to me it wasn't a match in the ring and AJ would have still done said match in the ring and that total vindication would have been there. But if The Undertaker feels Let's that- like
1: this. Can Undertaker retire right now after this match? If this was his last go around in the ring.
0: Yes that and is, no.
1: That is, that is as good a send off as you're going to get as far as a match goes. Because you can give him one more match in a traditional ring and let somebody work him. Maybe AJ again. But it's just a match. This was something that you've never seen during his entire career. It was a culmination of everything that made him good. The scary, the spooky, the mystical, the badass, the stalker. Everything that made up Taker over the years, short of Paul Bearer, was in in that match. That could be the final body of work for the Taker where he is done.
0: I will say this also. And I say this technically, as far I'm not I'm not hating on this match. Number one, I say as far as vindication, like the actual four ring match. That's what I mean. This was a good match. Um, this is 30 years of the Undertaker coming November 2020.
1: How uh, old is this man? How much more do you want him to be Ric Flair in the ring? No. Absolutely
0: not. Ric Flair had to have Ric Flair had to have surgery or some life threatening illness to retire totally
1: and even then he was still trying to get his butt back in the ring afterwards
0: also guess who's trying to get back in the ring also
1: who else what other old person who shouldn't be brother anyway
0: take your pills say your prayers eat your vitamins i'm
1: eating my vitamins and saying my prayers that he does not get back in the ring but the whole fact of the matter is boneyard match could be undertaker's final match it could be his final send-off we could never see him again And we could erase the stench of that Goldberg match from our memories. Well, I I,
0: I never think about that. It never happened. (laughs) It never happened. Saudi Arabia shows, except for like one match of each show, never happens. Um, You know, maybe two. I'll put Mansoor on there. Mansoor is like the pop point for all the Saudis out there. Um, But anyway, um, the memes that were going around with Undertaker popping behind AJ Styles was hilarious saying that 2020 is AJ Styles and COVID-19 is The Undertaker popping up. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Or did, or somebody said, my uh, tax returns and stimulus check, mm-hmm. and Undertaker's like, bills. Mm-hmm. So, again, it was good. It was more of a match than the latter. Um like I said, it was a lot. Even though I found it funny because I was listening to Jim Cornette and he was saying the Dark Order was playing the Druids to get on Aww, TV, and I thought geez. that was hilarious. Freaking corny. <laughs> but the Dark Order or something. But uh, I thought it was. I, I thought it was nice, and um, I told people. And also, I got on Twitter right after I watched this on Sunday morning, and I just said that people who praise this and hated the Hardys and uh, Impact Wrestling need to be shot because it's basically the same thing. The only difference is the Hardys were more comical with theirs, bringing the Hurricane back at the uh, ultimate deletion, and the, and the Ugly Ducklings. Shout out to my man Rob, who uh, I don't know why he kissed me at WrestleCade. Killed
1: Killjoy kisses everybody. Um,
0: but to me, it was the same thing. Jeremy Borash and Creative, that created the whole thing. And, you know, the Broken... The, the Broken Hardy uh, match was just funny to me. I didn't like it at first, but it just grew on me.
1: Maybe this will grow on you as well.
0: What, a Boneyard match? Yes. It doesn't have to because I liked it. Okay. I just said it's just not.
1: You just call it, it, it a non-match, but it was a match finish. It was a very live It was a
0: very ma- live finish. They fought. But what what to, makes it not a match? But to me personally, it's not the traditional ring match. But it again, the whole thing was an asterisk. Wrestlemania, nobody could attend it. There was no Raymond James Stadium. It was no nothing of that nature, so they had to make do with it. I give all of this on creative. A plus for what they were doing. And it made people talk.
1: Just because they weren't inside of a stadium in front of 80,000 people. With not the, even in a ring. With, with the dirt at the beginning of the stage area where they would have buried him at. So this makes it not a match. Had they been inside of a traditional arena with the dirt someplace that have made a match for you?
0: Well, number one, we didn't know what a Boneyard match I was. was. Just, I'm just and then they, they put it together as a buried alive match. I thought coming into it before everything was shut down, the Boneyard match was a some sort of street fight mm-hmm. with elements. But they turned it into a Buried Alive match. Which it was. It was fightish, fight-ish. And that, well, it was uh backwards fight-ish. Was. Oh, yeah. Also, also, they did this before. And people don't realize it if they don't remember. They did this with the New Day and the Wyatts when they had a compound match.
1: Right. The Wyatt compound. Yes.
0: Yeah. I, I forgot about that. They did that. But and it was I a match. enjoyed it. Well, it was a fight to me.
1: It was a match. Um, You just didn't have a referee, but it was a match. It ended when it ended. I, I wish Ant-
0: Antoine Beru was there for it to be a match. Um. The fireman. Um, okay, so that was night one, and that's what I gathered from it. Night two came along. I did not watch this live. I think you watched it with friends. are
1: we missing something from night one?
0: Um, no, that was the end. The, yeah, the Boneyard the end. match was the end.
1: Okay, yeah, that's right. Never that mind.
0: ended the show. So, to me, the ugly match ended the show. Mm. Uh, Strowman and Goldberg. But... You know, I didn't put a lot into it. I was just shot there at Strowman one, but the backstage notes uh, yeah. basically told everything. All right. So we're going into night two. I didn't see the pre-show match between Liv Morgan and Natalia.
1: I did. I'm impressed. The, the way you're breathing. Yeah. Um. First of all, I was not drinking at that point, so I was perfectly sober, which I was a little scared because I looked up and I saw Liv Morgan and I was like... I'm not drunk enough for this yet. What in the actual hell? But not a fan. Liv Morgan at WrestleMania. Do those things sound like they go together?
0: Honestly, no. um, we talked about this months ago about her crashing the Lashley wedding, and I thought it was I thought it was uh, ugly and stupid the fact that she was Lana's lover and the fact that it made LGBT look like homewreckers.
1: But again, again, Liv Morgan and WrestleMania did not. Those two don't go together. But But in my sobriety, as I watched, Liv did really good. Like, considering she picked up the win, Natty, being a veteran, you expect her to make the girl look good. And Natty helped her, but Liv actually held her own. It was not as bad as I anticipated it being once I saw Liv being there. So, kudos to Liv. Good job. Continue onward and upward.
0: Rest in peace to Natty's career. Cause I wanted Natty to be so much and then after Natty's that after that farting gimmick, is, it, everything went Natty's downhill nat- from there. Natty's career is She's she's like the Ziggler of women.
1: They, they they call her the vet and I forgot what else they called her, the Iron Woman, or she's been around. Basically they're calling Natty old even in commentary. Yes. She's been there forever and ever. Mm-hmm. It's I don't want to say it's time for Natty to hang it up. But I love
0: Natty, by the way, so this is not a hate.
1: But it is the point where she is one of the most talented women wrestlers on their roster a roster of women who don't wrestle um In zero who entertain and not that nanny's not entertaining on her little e-show with her cats and her headbands and whatever else happens on that i don't watch it i'm assuming she's entertaining but wrestling is not the wwe's forte and if Natty wants to wrestle, she might want to seek alternate accommodations.
0: And she will make a lot of money from it, as far as being a female wrestler. Yeah.
1: And that's a whole different story. We'll, we'll talk about women's wrestling and how much the girls get paid compared to boys later.
0: Yeah, I wish I wish I can get uh, Danny uh, up here also. I had to Skype him in, but that's not how I roll. But you know, I'll talk to him later. Um, but. You know, when Natalia, ever since she had that farting gimmick, it was, to me, it just was a downhill period. I don't even remember that, thank God. Um, I don't want you to remind me. No, I'm not. Thanks. It, it was. I'm a Hart family fan, so it, it, it brings pain in my heart to bring that up. Just as much as Bret Hart versus Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 26. That match never happened. And it went like, what, 20 minutes too long or something? Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, the first match of the night, and there was a lot of jokes about this one it was Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley.
1: Jokes, you say?
0: You didn't see the joke on my page? No. About saying the match looked like uh, sounded like angry lesbian porn.
1: Oh, the way he was screaming geez, all over. Oh, Lord.
0: And I and I got this. I
1: that out.
0: I look. I liked this match. Charlotte works hard. Um, Rhea Ripley. Here you go. I don't. Yeah, yeah, I had to watch this match with the volume off because I didn't want my neighbors thinking I was blasting porn out to the neighborhood. Ugh. Again, I like Rhea Ripley. Uh, she's she's went through a crazy transformation just for her to walk her own path because everybody was saying she was trying to be like Charlotte, and I get it. She's blonde, long hair, slender, athletic body, and. People saying you, Charlotte, Charlotte wanna be or whatever. So she went through all that. It it wrote a story for itself. Charlotte, being the queen that she is, won the Women's Royal Rumble and got the match.
1: You call her a queen just because they put her on the back of her damn ring coat? Don't mean she's a real queen, y'all.
0: No, I put I call Charlotte the queen because she plays herself to the T of a queen. When she walks out there to the ring, she exudes queenliness. If that's ever a word, and she, she has that aura, and this is the part of the character where I like, where you just feel it like that, just like MJF, he's a he's a total asshole, but you're like, that's MJF, that's who he is. Remember the middle finger to the little boy?
1: I'll give it. I'll I'll give you that. She does exude some semblance of confidence, and in the what way what that you're it. receiving. Um. Whatever. I mean. I like Rhea Ripley, and I understand Rhea Ripley's transformation, but also remember that Rhea is relatively young. Transformation was going to happen. She's growing into herself. She's growing into the person she wants to be, not who people want her to be. Mm -hmm. She's not from here, America. So everything about her being here was kind of channeling into what America wanted a female wrestler to be, especially in the performance, uh, the NXT kind of loop there, whatever. So now, yeah, she looks totally different than when she first walked in. Their comparisons were going to come because you got these big athletic blondes because the WWE didn't have enough of them. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, All the fitness models. Right.
1: They did that to themselves. But whatever. Honestly Mm -hmm. and truly... I thought it was a travesty that Charlotte won this title. There was absolutely positively no need for Rhea to give up this title. If they take this feud or Charlotte winning this into a feud with um, a recent call up to the roster, main roster, Bianca Belair, then okay. And Bianca picks up the title, yay. Um, But for Rhea to just lose it after Mm -hmm. her struggle to get the title to win the title and to um kind of put herself out there as the face of the women's division at nxt and just give it up to a title hungry queen it was ridiculous
0: now i feel the same way as you do and i said this is her moment this is her spot that we want to see rhea uh you know come out on top of this now Again with this whole rumor mill um, they were saying that they dropped it because Rhea was going through visa uh, little visa troubles with the um, you know how the United States is and that's why she dropped it and Which I find very hard to believe I, well honestly for something for for the world to be on a standstill I find that hard to believe because you could have still one go through your visa if things didn't happen with the, if things didn't happen with her and uh, New Zealand. Australia, then she, she would have forfeited the title.
1: Not only that, it's not like the WWE is a small indie company. They know their performers are not from America, those who are not from America. They have a whole legal department in people on retainer. Or HR. HR wouldn't necessarily work, but HR too. But they have these whole departments dedicated to making sure that all the I's and T's are dotted and crossed and what have you. So you mean to tell me that the WWE is going to risk losing a performer due to some visa issues? Eh, I don't think so. Somebody getting Mm -hmm. paid too much money to watch out for these things. To make sure that they don't happen.
0: I actually believe this also and I still stand by what I said. Rhea could have won it and if the whole thing with the visas did not work out. She had to be let go uh, via that. You could have had that title and put that up vacant in a match or tournament or whatever. It does not make real any less of a competitor if that happened. Um, so, they were, they and also, they were going hard on this match. They were beating the crap out of each other.
1: Charlotte? Charlotte gets a lot of praise, and she shouldn't. Uh, her her working stiff is because her working is questionable.
0: Wow, um, Mika, with the claws out!
1: I'm not, and, and I'm trying to be nice about it because it does seem like I'm being a little bit catty, but I'm really not. Um, it's Charlotte is not the safest, best worker there is out there. So, them going hard, it, Rhea has come up the right way. She's been out there in the Indies, and if you hit me, I'm gonna hit you back.
0: Call a receipt, people.
1: Yes, it's called a receipt. So, Charlotte is hitting this girl, and she was like, oh, but wait, I'm gonna deck you back, because if you're gonna hit me that hard, I'm gonna hit you that hard, too. So, it sounded worse than it was because they're both professional, um, but it, it it was it was needed for this match. I think just because.
0: Well, it well with this match
1: Charlotte in the match and fan, trying to lead
0: fans or f- no fans. I believe that this hard started. They were going with what's going to happen, but it made it more intense because nobody was there, and you could hear the smacks echo all over the house. Mm-hmm. So, um, I actually did enjoy this. It was better than the Shayna Baszler Becky Lynch match um, to me personally, as far as the women are concerned. And as far as Bianca Belair is concerned, I'm ready to see that, even though she was ported the next the next uh, taping uh, because of the a whole Street we'll Profits. Call
1: it the next night or whatever. Well, well On yes. The same night, yeah. But personally,
0: man. in my heart, I believe that Bianca could have had the, the NXT women's championship for a minute she could have had that she could have I mean, had it's her still moment.
1: an nxt title just because charlotte has it, it is not renamed the flair title well,
0: well well yes and by the way charlotte doesn't go there
1: she goes there she goes there now <laughs> she got an all-access pass with that nxt the the tour used to be 800 bucks but i guess she can take that title and go hey i go i can come in for free now
0: okay so, so you know Charlotte Flair being an alum, she can still go back. And being a champion, she can still go back. Now, next match, I questioned why this was put together. This was a random match. It was Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley. But boy, did I like the end.
1: Hmm.
0: Where Lashley got the shit kicked out of him in his face.
1: Best thing about this match was Aleister's ring jacket. I love those horns on his shoulders. It was amazing.
0: (laughs) So, this match was, you know, blah, blah, you know, Aleister Black going over. It was a
1: Raw match. It was a Raw match that happened it, on, on the pay per view. Yes, it was. That, that, that's all. There, there, There's nothing else to say about this. No. There no. was no reason for it. It was a Raw match. Aleister had great ring gear. Next.
0: <laughs> and Bobby Lashley got pants now.
1: I didn't even pay attention to him. Okay. Like, I saw him get his head kicked off, but I was too busy with Aleister's jacket to even care.
0: Okay. And watch out for his wife, though.
1: I'm not uh, scared of her.
0: I know how tall she is. <laughs> I love her. She's a sweetheart. I
1: like her too, but I know how tall she is. But,
0: but also, um, Lashley, nice guy. Very cool guy. Um, the next match was the SmackDown. To me, it was one of the biggest SmackDown matches ever. And that was the Otis versus Dolph Ziggler, which I was not interested in. Dolph got a
1: WrestleMania match. Hello. The world shifted. Dolph Ziggler. Who was last year? Dolph Got a Wrestlemania match. He was in... No, he was not. New Orleans? This was his first Wrestlemania match. Huh. Yeah.
0: So, no, 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 no. no. I had to look it up. So, you go to New Orleans. He he was there somewhere. He was
1: drinking on Bourbon Street, yes.
0: Okay, before then...
1: He was not... 33
0: was Florida. No. We gotta do some... I gotta do some history.
1: I looked. I had to look because I went, I think this is Dolph's first Wrestlemania match. Dolph was a world champion. He did not make it to WrestleMania.
0: Battle Royal in New Orleans in uh, 30. You go to California.
1: First WrestleMania match. He
0: he had to be the lighter match in California.
1: first WrestleMania match. I'm telling you. I went and I looked because I was like, wait a minute. I don't think Ziggler's been at Mania. Ziggler has been in a lot of pay-per-views.
0: No, no. Ziggler was in that lighter match in uh, Texas, in Dallas, Texas, for WrestleMania 32, and Zack Ryder won. He was in that. Zack
1: Ryder had a WrestleMania match. Oh, wow. Just saying. At, least, well, at well, least
0: in that stadium, in the Dallas Cowboys, AT&T well, 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 Stadium, well, Zack Ryder has more championships than the Dallas Cowboys in that stadium. So... We'll double check. So yeah, I can I can ch- check on that one. Now, um so match, this was this yeah. was a feel good story it match,
1: was a Smackdown match at WrestleMania. Follow the
0: Raw match, you got Smackdown match. We're going to show you a Smackdown match on WrestleMania.
1: Because it's too big for one night.
0: <laughs> so anyway, um this storyline it was a nice feel good storyline whatever 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 um, I saw the video before uh, this match. was. There was a hacker that showed that they were messing with It looked with the like
1: film. Mr. Robot. like. I Mr. thought Sammy Robot, Callahan was coming back. Mr. Robot's on USA and is not one of these shows. Raw's on USA, so they're incorporating. Because that's what it looked like. The truth will be heard. We got some little hacker, some weirdness. And the fact of the matter is, it was better than the anonymous Raw general manager. Some Hornswoggle. Dis- some disembodied, you know, figure setting text or whatever. We at least see a body and somebody's trying to keep, you know, Dolph uh, and Sonya on the up and up. We had Dolph versus Otis at Wrestlemania with uh, Sonya Deville in Dolph's corner and Otis by himself fighting Dolph. Mandy Rose comes out and blows Dolph. She. One slap, by the way, one slap, for real, y'all, Drop Sonya Deville. I'm like, there's all credibility out the window. So Deville is supposed to be this badass, like, MMA-type girl. And one slap just crumbles her to the ground. I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. And Manny She's B- no Daria Baranato. Oh, well. Daria Baranato. Ugh. Can't even say that name because nobody should be able to say that name. But it was
0: yes. Ziggler was in a ladder match at WrestleMania 32.
1: Really? But that was
0: not a that was not a one on one match. So I think Ziggler he has not been in one on one matches. And
1: so this is his first singles match at WrestleMania. Yes, I'm
0: looking it up right now as she's talking.
1: Because again, this is the first time I remember Dolph at WrestleMania. I, like I said, I've seen him partying and uh, you know shaking his groove thing.
0: No, no, no. I take that back. Two years they had a ladder match for the Intercont- not, for the intercontinental title. It was WrestleMania 31 and 32. So he was in those matches, never had a singles match. The 30th was the Battle Royal. Then the year before that was uh, the one in New York, New Jersey, which was him and Big E versus Team Hell No mm. for the titles. That was at
1: Mania?
0: WrestleMania uh, 2013. And I remember that because, of the, uh, because Big E had these questionable tights uh, that he was wearing before like the New Day. Okay. But so so Ziggler had matches. I just, just never really recalled a one on one match. So, Mika is right and wrong at the same time.
1: That's the story of my life.
0: So anyway, this was a feel good match, and the Otis storyline was funny to me. I saw him uh, saving Mandy Rose at the Royal Rumble by laying on his belly.
1: Yeah, and, um, that was in interesting. That's all I'm
0: gonna say. What I found more interesting and more uh, delusional was people saying that Mandy, Mandy Rose and Otis are new Macho Man and Elizabeth. I was that's, like, hold on.
1: That's what they're trying for. Yeah. That was the whole Beauty and the Beast thing, you know, that they're going for. Macho Man was not the the prettiest of men, but Elizabeth is this nice, beautiful figure, and then you got Mandy Rose who is just gorgeous, and Otis who is not. Um. So you know they're 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 trying. He's holding her up like Macho holds Elizabeth all in his arm. It's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It was That's something for the kiddies. Mm. I don't want my kids watching that crap.
0: Watch. Okay. So the next match was highly anticipated. That everybody wanted to see. But well, and for God's sakes, it was too long. And that was Edge versus Randy Orton. And I have I a couple of notes about that. Ooh, a couple notes. Number one, this was a storyline that everybody wanted to see. They wanted to see the match. Edge came back. And and for me, I was concerned about Edge's neck. Because sometimes with necks, you go a certain twinge and it's over. Um, the documentary wasn't released until afterwards. Or I didn't see it until afterwards. And with being a taped show, you could have edited out at least about 10 or so minutes. 15 most. But this match was also a tour of the WWE Performance Center
1: for free, y'all, for nine ninety nine. I'm sorry.
0: Just just like uh, what weeks weeks ago was Tamasa Champa and Johnny Gargano yeah. on an NXT episode when he threw that weight against the uh,
1: glass. the
0: glass. So there was that, and they had a Chris Benoit type spot like a week after the Chris Benoit uh, Dark, Dark Side of the, of the, of the Ring. Ring episode, which was a Anybody who doesn't watch Dark Side of the Ring, please watch it. It's very good. It's it's damn good. Um, To me, this was like the drunk fight from 48 Hours. It was like Randy Orton came in with the RKO, which was nice. Out of nowhere! And the match was like, uh," Just just slowly paced along. So we could have edited that match, and Edge eventually won. Um, I forgot how. Um, but I was just bored he, he
1: put he put Randy to sleep he um, choked him out and then concertoed him on top of a truck the match was long I again I was watching with people and I was drinking I was well into my bottle of wine at that point and I'm
0: surprised you haven't been drunk since, as long as that match was going
1: but I went to sleep I passed out in the middle you of the too? Night. I did too I, I passed out in the middle of that match I woke up and it was like shoot I fell asleep Holy hell, they're still fighting. Yes. Um, the match was too long. I'm upset that the little catering table didn't get, you know, torn to bits, food everywhere, and that nobody got thrown off the top of the truck. Um, there were lots of spots that could have not been spots. The the swing into, from Edge, onto Randy, onto the little chair. Um, just a lot. It was a long match. I understand they want to beat the hell out of each other, uh, but again, you know, on top of this truck, throw the body down. There's a ten count, you know.
0: Well, did you lie a spot where you put a crash pad on the floor and throw him of down? Of
1: course, in. I didn't say kill him for real. Well,
0: well, uh, not only that, but you tape you taped it, so like you could do a you lot could of have things. They a cutaway. Yes,
1: um, they've done it before. They did it when Big Show choke slam Kurt Angle from oh. the top of something. Um, that was gruesome came to serve save Tori so I mean they've they've done it before but the match was too long but right person won you knew Edge well he didn't know Edge was going to win but you assumed Edge was going to win coming back um, this was again a match to show that Edge is cleared and able to work a match in a ring because if you could take him around this PC and beat the hell out of him and have him take these sick looking bumps then clearly in the
0: ring <laughs> he okay and you spoke about last matches with the undertaker i believe this could have been edge's last match to go on his own terms um if he wanted that and being in the ring being in front of everybody this could have, case, but, could have been a yeah, case but yeah but he was like the show must go on so i don't give edge like heat or anything of that nature i would just say like okay let's wait until next time let's wait until SummerSlam, and I was shocked that he came back at the Royal Rumble. I don't think we talked about it. But I like how fans jumped up and down as if Edge was going to be full-time. Like, he was going to be there every week. not. And people don't know how broken necks work.
1: But again, we had Daniel Bryan come back. And Daniel Bryan is here all the time. And he was not supposed to ever come back. Edge was not supposed to ever come back. And here he is we are not medical professionals. We can only go by what we see and what we are told via the WWE and whatever information edge and all in release. The man is cleared to work. He's cleared to not have a partial schedule. It didn't say anything about partial. We also heard that he signed a contract huh? with them. So we are under the assumption that he is going to be a performer. Now the full-time performer you also have the Brock Lesnar clause, and then everybody else is in between there.
0: Ten million dollars and nothing. We see him five times a year.
1: But you could have Edge with ten million dollars and five times a year. But at least Edge would come and do promos. And that's
0: and, and and that's the thing that we're seeing. Like Brock is just saying, I'm here, all right. And then I'm out. Mm-hmm. And I'm here and I'm out. So and Edge does so much. You see him on his. I, I haven't seen the whole uh, Edge and Christian show on W Network. Um, But I just know personally that I like Edge ever since he first started. And he just, he, like Chris Jericho, just kept. That was like the
1: old brood
0: thing? No, no, he started on his own. And Christian was like his brother. Then they did the brood. brood And, um, you know, he just kept changing over time. That's why I like to rate it. I I personally, to me, like to rate it our superstar. The uh, ultimate opportunist even though his romance with Vicky Guerrero was cringeworthy but it made for heat and TV
1: the live sex show was cringeworthy
0: that is never going to happen again
1: (laughs) not in this day
0: and age no and and being it being it in uh, the early days where I saw that you would think that, because when he said that, when he first won the title, I'm thinking like, you can have a live sex celebration on TV. And then the next day, Vince is like, so what about that sex we're going to have?
1: Yeah. And
0: I'm just like, we're, we're doing this on broadcast TV. I
1: was like, they can't do this. They won't do this. They are A doing bed this. in the ring. Lord of mercy of my soul. You want to talk about looking at something through your hands with everything closed and peeking? I was like, I don't know what is about to happen. I can't watch this.
0: And there's kids in the audience before they went for kids.
1: I couldn't have my parents walk into the room with me watching this, because imagine trying to explain I'm watching wrestling, but they're about to have sex in the ring right now. (laughs) Mika? Just saying.
0: No, you're you're saying that for the part there, but I'll go even further. Back in 2002, can you imagine your mother walking up to you and saying, what's going on with a gay wedding on uh, TV and... Uh, Triple H humping a mannequin, uh, corpse,
1: Katie Vic.
0: <laughs> and I am so glad I wasn't really watching wrestling then to see that, but I, I would hear about it. I went watching wrestling to see that, and this was before DVRs, children. Um,
1: what's a DVR?
0: Well, we had to have the, the VHS tapes and record them, set them to what time?
1: Those VHS, how do you pronounce that?
0: So, yeah, she tried, she's like, what is this, humping a, a dead person, necrophilia, which is one of the most infamous moments in wrestling. Yeah. Then on SmackDown was the Billy and Chuck wedding.
1: They that, just had it all back in the day. Oh,
0: my, the HLA with Eric Bischoff.
1: Again. Um, I, Different
0: time. I,
1: imagine having your parents walk in and going, what are you watching? Wrestling? Turn it off!
0: How about the Godfather having his women?
1: The hoes. The <laughs> hoes. The tra- I mean wrestling was worse
0: than porn back in the day. And, and and honestly, you know, being a black black boy going to high school and he's like, Are there any pimps up in this house? Oh, roll a fatty. And you are like "What?" and, and suburban kids are like, What's a fatty? Pimpin' ain't ready easy. For that. Yeah. Oh god. Pimpin' ain't easy. Wow. Great okay. guy though. He introduced me to C B D. The the Godfather. Um So, anyway, this match was far too long. It was 36 minutes, which could have been cut down to 16 minutes. Um, Mika fell asleep. I passed out.
1: I passed
0: out. I passed out. That was pretty much it. But the next match was a filler match. It was a raw match. It, at first, it was supposed to be a fatal foray for the United States Championship. Then everything got switched around. Rey Mysterio wanted to be with his family in quarantine. And uh, Andrade was hurt. And Angel was like the only one left. I think Umberto Correa, they gave up on him. Which Ooh. I think Umberto it, can, can do it for the ladies as far as being a wrestler. Um, but anyway, the Street Profits versus Angel Garza and Austin Theory. Aww. And I lo- and we both love Austin, but personally this is not I a wrestling. I love
1: him. hes only barely twenty two years old. I ain't trying to go to jail.
0: Wow. I met Austin when he first started wrestling in Evolve and very nice guy. Uh, friend of Xavier Woods that got him into wrestling. But to me this was not a debut for him.
1: It was it was an they- absolute... You want to talk about ultimate opportunist? You can call Theory, I say that one. You you can call Theory that because Theory was on the the Raw before this mania. The taping where he teamed with Angel Garza uh, against the... I guess it was the Street Promise. They fought them again. They, they tagged up or whatever. I, I thought they remember. fought
0: somebody and then they got the opportunity. I,
1: I don't remember, but I just know he was on Raw. First Raw, you know. And now he transitions this opportunity into a wrestlemania appearance not only was it a wrestlemania appearance he had his own entrance he he was able to do he didn't come out with garza and selena he had his own entrance the minute that vince sees this kid really because vince might have went to the bathroom during this whole like you know booking of this match and being on the show once he looks at this kid and sees like oh my god it's another john cena watch the hell out because Theory is going to be at the top of your car very, very soon. Um, I'm
0: not going against anything you say, but guess who championed him first? Who? Paul Heyman.
1: Because again, Paul Heyman sees talent. He sees what works. We know Theory. We know Cena's talent worked. Theory has that same... Tyrone, former bodybuilder into wrestling. And...
0: Georgia wrestler too.
1: Georgia wrestler. And he's young. And former Evolve champion. And he's been in the quote-unquote developmental, not uh, NXT, and Evolve, who they have a partnership mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. It's a springboard. Who they trust, Gabe. Gabe, send us somebody. This is the body that Gabe Sent them, and she's talking about Blackheart, and she's
0: talking about Gabe Sapolsky, right?
1: Just to be clear, Gabe, send me a girl, it's Shotzi. They trust Mm -hmm. the talent that Gabe is recommending, and And this boy is way talented. And not
0: only that, though, but there are times where NXT stars go to evolve shows and have untaped matches. Uh, well, with taped. evolve No 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 I'm talking about as far as uh, the network is concerned right. when they put them out they're untaped matches uh, I just saw Velveteen dream versus uh, I forget who it was but it was at the, it was at the end of the taping and they send champ they send gargano mm-hmm. they send all these people out so if anybody doesn't know the correlation you don't you know it one way or the other of uh, being a springboard. I actually got tired of this match really quick. And not only that...
1: It should have been shorter.
0: Not only that... Now, I have nothing... I said it again. I have nothing against Austin Theory. I just don't believe this is like a debut debut because of this WrestleMania right here. Now, if it was like... Again, if it was like the stadium, uh, 80,000 people in Raymond James Stadium, I would
1: fool If it was the stadium, he wouldn't have gotten... That's true. That's true. That's, That's why this was the perfect... Wrestlemania for him to debut. But
0: that's why when Austin Theory gets his own match at Wrestlemania where there's going to be fans, I will call it a re-debut personally by me. I will call it a re-debut, but a debut uh, nonetheless. Anyway, I move on from that. I got so sick and tired of Street Profits, even though I don't like the Street Profits, because Montez Ford couldn't shut the fuck up about, this is Wrestlemania. And Montez Ford between just the two, you. Montez Ford between the two is a star. He has the looks, he has the body, uh, he has the charisma. He has way more charisma than Angelo Dawkins.
1: I'm sorry, Let, let's just be honest. He is the star. You know how there used to be this team called the, uh, the Rockers, the Rockers <laughs> that had two people in it: Shawn Michaels and that other guy,
0: Marty Janetti. I still see him yeah, at yeah. times.
1: Dawkins is the other guy. We need a barbershop window stat.
0: I think personally with Dawkins and I don't and one reason why I can't stand Dawkins because he does that stirring thing when he comes out like I never look I grew up in the hood in Norfolk, Virginia. I never got the stirring thing of anybody walking around saying we're stirring up. It will get you beat up quick. If you do any stupid things like that. now Nowadays with the kids, they do chicken noodle soup or whatever. And it's great. It's awesome. You don't remember that song? I am. Did the Aunt Jackie's in, in, in Harlem, New York?
1: No.
0: Okay. I have you two, so I can show you that for a second. But anyway, this match was fantastic. Far too long. This is only a five minute match. I think it should I have been it three. Was,
1: it was the same match. At least it started the same match. They had a Raw match, these these four guys.
0: Yeah. It, this
1: was the same match. The start of it was exactly what we saw on Raw.
0: This was a this was a match where you can go to the bathroom. We're talking about
1: practice. They practiced on Raw. They did it on Mania.
0: We're talking about
1: practice. I'm just saying. Practice. They, they did it twice. So that's, nice they did it twice. That's the
0: Alan Irison line. We're talking about practice. Yeah, I Um no he's from VA I like I I like I don't dislike him I just don't know
1: who the hell he is basketball player um he's a basketball player but I don't know this was the match
0: this was the match where you go to the bathroom you re up on your drinks your snacks or whatever have you you go out to the Uber Eats or the GrubHub if they pull it up uh whatever have you so it was forgettable and this is why the next year I hope Austin Theory gets a more solidified match maybe even a title match in LA anyway. Uh, the next match I don't get this match to me this was a Smackdown match was the scramble for Bayley's women's Smackdown, Smackdown championship Smackdown
1: women's title held by Karen I mean Bayley
0: I love uh, the haircut though
1: yeah she looks like she wants to talk to your manager um <laughs> <laughs> she does
0: so, you like the one before with the 80s tie and hair. And- Listen,
1: this haircut makes her look like the ultimate I'm going to call 911 on all y'all. Karen. Okay? <laughs> um, okay? This, this Tamina had no business in the match. Bailey and Sasha came out as a team. They were even in the same color scheme. That was weird. No, because they were a team and nobody else stood a chance. That was the whole point. Visually, if you didn't see it, they were helping you along going weird together. Um, Ugh. and it was a, it wasn't a cluster of a match. It just was a match that, yeah, we didn't care about. Could have been a fatal four-way. Could have had Bailey and Sasha versus Naomi and Lacey. Um, yeah. I, I like that. Cause, the, uh,
0: Dana Brooke was supposed to be in it, but she got X'd out for some, uh, she, did, reason. she was
1: COVID. She didn't want to, she didn't want to didn't, didn't, wanna... you know what, they don't announce stuff like that no because they didn't want anybody to say your own performers are scared and you're still going to have stuff okay but Dana was didn't want to risk any COVID-19 so she pulled out um haha one one
0: part I did like was um Lacey Evans Bailey blocked her women's right
1: that was what I was gonna say and
0: bounced off and hit Sasha Banks and it sounded like a shot in the dark
1: that was the best woman's right she's ever. Oh done. my god! <laughs> like, even her nailing Charlotte before looked pretty good and sounded pretty good, but this one, it was just pretty awesome. And the fact that Bailey sat there and watched the pin also leads you down. They did a lot of setup in this WrestleMania. This was like setup mania for somewhere down the road. Bailey watched Sasha get pinned in the whole match. They had been working together, mm-hmm. so she watched her get pinned where she literally was a few inches away she could have broken up this pin but she didn't she let it go so threatening yeah.
0: threatening if she if she uh, broke it up but this is a slow build this is, I, i'm going to say it's going to be the start of a slow build it's not going to be instant gratification of when it's going to happen it's bailey just
1: versus sasha with bailey stabbing sasha in the back that's what you're going to get
0: yes But anyway, um, I like Lacey Evans, period. I like the character. You know, she has a lot to improve. I like the the dresses and the Southern Belle type. It's it's a pinup thing. I like that. (sighs) You could do that. Mm, I could. I
1: would do it way better than Lacey.
0: Thank you. You want all the smoke on this episode. I'm
1: not. Listen, I'm sorry if I'm just being brutally honest. Duh.
0: That's like UFC brutal. So, (laughs) all right, well um all right so so i'm gonna i'm gonna jump matches here because the match that everybody talked about i'm gonna use that as the end but the next match was also tainted because i really wanted to see what actually happened happened in front of a crowd drew mcintyre beating brock lesnar
1: first of all i understand why we want the crowd but this was drew's deal and there was no way to deny him his WrestleMania moment, whether you call it a WrestleMania or not. But we got a lot of action in this. What? How many minutes match? Like
0: five? Less than five minutes.
1: Less than five minutes. We saw Brock Lesnar brutalize, victimize, and try to destroy Drew in this match, and I was like. Holy shoot, they're gonna have him lose. This is ridiculous. I love Pauly and I oh want God. to hear him cut promo after promo after promo. He sells the matches. He does because he doesn't give predictions, he gives spoilers. I'm a Heyman girl if you haven't figured it out. So, having Polly there screaming at Drew to stay down and just screaming at Drew. <laughs> it was great. Because I like Polly. Not so much Brock, but I like Polly. Um, but damn Drew with the uh, I refuse to die, uh Bravehearts, whatever he had going for him. And he
0: had a chronicle I, over the weekend.
1: Yeah, but it was great. But yeah, I I understand the moment would have been bigger in front of, you know, seventy eighty thousand, but I'm glad that he got the moment and that they did not switch and change and have Brock defeat him because that would have been just oh so sad
0: oh that made all the little kitties cry and 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 the scots cry and
1: screw the kids all those girls were like no the hot guys gotta win you think i mean so i hear
0: okay you think he's hot now compared to what he was in 2009
1: the man's been progressively hot for years
0: now he's a very nice guy too. like
1: for real for real oh he's he's amazingly nice amazingly dreamy he's huge too Whew! yes he is
0: I would climb that. Anyway. All right. Um, all right. Saucy Mika. She's coming with all the sauce. Um, Smoking sauce. Sausages. Mm. <laughs> I'm
1: about to cry. All
0: right. So we're going to get to the main event of, I would say, both nights. Because I think this was promoted more than... The Boneyard match. Now, it was a Firefly Funhouse match, and everybody flipped and went insane over this when I saw this first thing in the morning. Mind you, I didn't watch this live. I saw it in the morning. Um, I got to say, man, like it was very impressive. This was less of a match type than the Boneyard match. It was more creative than the Boneyard match, a lot more creative, And after you saw all the visuals, John Cena was laid out in the ring and it was over. And this to me, and I will throw a video game reference, this reminded me of the Raging Demon from Akuma on Street Fighter. Where it was just all this stuff that happened, but John Cena would just lay it out on the whole. Um, How did you like this with all the visuals?
1: Again, I've never done drugs, but I understand the effects of Things that give you hallucin- hallucinogenics, acid, mushrooms, etc. etc. This was like an acid trip without taking any sort of drug. Visually, it was stimulating. Mentally, it was such a mind bending melding of craziness and alternative universes that it was just like, what am I seeing? What did he just say? Like, they, they, they did a Nikki Bella did. You can look, but you can't touch. Like, what? Hold on. Well, why They, they
0: went that? wrong.
1: Like, like for real, in the, the underlying story, if you break it down, because I watched it twice. Mm-hmm. I had to. Because mm-hmm. there was a lot of stuff the first time that I was just jaw on the floor. Could not even process what I'd seen to the next scene. So I watched it again. The underlining story was not so much of Bray, but of Cena. Mm-hmm. And Cena saying, oh, we're just the most overrated, overhyped, overprivileged superstar of all time. And he was like, wow, the promo he was cutting was on Bray. But in reality, the promo he was cutting was about himself. And how they went from the, the many faces, I like to call it, of Cena or the stages of sort of could have been, should have been Cena was amazing. The NWO, uh, <laughs> um, Cena. Oh my God. Bray going word for word, line by line, just doing thinking, the Kurt Angle. No, no. Embodying Eric Bischoff during that, that um, NWO scene. I was just like, Oh my God, this is amazing. Everything was Right there was nothing wrong about this because we didn't know what to expect. We didn't know what kind of match this was supposed to be. We didn't know where they were going to take us. So they took us and they shook us up real hard like a small child and spun us around in circles and sat us on the floor and they gave us this. And I've never been more happy and thrilled with anything the WWE has done in a long time than this.
0: Now... Again, I'm looking at Wikipedia right now as far as the match and all that stuff, but I don't think it was a match. They said it we went 13 minutes long, but to me, it was a whole bunch of uh, creative in scenarios that they put together. I was okay with that, including the Saturday Night's main event throwback that he did,
1: mm-hmm.
0: the cult leader Bray Wyatt the throwback, Pope which is, I popped the is
1: for. The puppets cursed. The park was puppet curse he's like this yeah. is some good shit I'm like what the hell
0: is going on here I was like uh, we, we can get away with this on they WWE it, TV they
1: said it twice they said shit twice then um, and um,
0: I know you said a little bitch like the first night from Kevin Owens
1: they the um, Shayna in her promo said shit and then the Vince puppet said shit okay well cause I, cause I was like well, wait a
0: minute <laughs> I was like FCC on the phone on these raw promos or it's,
1: but here's the deal it's the network
0: what a shana the shana basil promo
1: yeah it was on the network i mean it was during the mania promo
0: okay game. okay so yeah
1: i was right. like wait nobody caught that i was like this yep. girl just cursing but then we had that and i was like they just cursing i felt like a little child Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> you cursed so
0: so we so like i said it was it was nice it was fine um And again, for people that don't know Shinblade, I'm not one of those people just like everybody else to say, man, this was the greatest of all time. I just said the cinematic effect of these matches are going to push WWE in another way of producing. Sometimes you're going to have the cinematic effect of promos. Once everything goes back to normal, we have arenas again. We're going to go to the cinematic effect of having promos and matches, um, quote-unquote matches, uh, like the Wyatt Compound match that they had. That's where we're going to go. Mm -hmm. And Triple E said that in a media run and phone calls, that's what we're going to happen. I said, should have happened years ago when Lucha Underground came out. And, th- and my big thing about WWE is WWE should do everything to the point where you stay watching WWE instead of, in a way, in your mindset of being pushed somewhere else. That's why they Saudi the Arabia shows. I joke at the end because I watch them and use them as bra- background, you know, whatever I'm doing something around the house or whatever. And at the end of these shows, I just look at people and like, well, let's watch Dynamite. Let's watch, uh, you know, Revolution or Hard to Kill from Impact Wrestling. And it's sad because I don't want to do that. WWE is the, is the end-all be-all. They're returning the tapings, and they're going to tape as far as uh, May uh, just to be ahead of it. They're going by CDC warning uh, protocol in order to get that done. They're testing all the wrestlers, so I'm fine with that. And that's going to be on the next episode. Talking about MD arena shows and how some people are disheveled and some people are still holding on to them. Myself, include myself. I would say that this is make this is a something of a, a bad situation. They're making lemon lemonade out of lemons. This is not the best WrestleMania. This is not the worst WrestleMania. But
1: it was a mania. Uh,
0: it was a mania. Period. Uh, but again, some matches. Needed a crowd. They desperately needed a crowd to have that effect.
1: Some matches should not have been.
0: And some, I don't, th- I don't think the Randy Orton Edge match would have been the way it was. I right. think it would just have been a street fight. So, like I said, the pay per view was there. It was done. It's in the books. For people that debuted, I will not mark it as a debut until they hit that 80,000, 70,000 crowd and illicit response and merchandise sales go up whatever have you that was just me i don't get desensitized like that to say this is the greatest i don't i look at everything for what it is and in a way you're supposed to in wwe without smoking mirrors won't attract as many people as wwe with smoking mirrors i i have to say it like that they have a great production team they have night and day they work tirelessly because vince McMahon man works tirelessly too he rarely sleeps and Triple H is doing great with NXT. I don't know how NXT is going to work out as far as tapings. I think it's the same thing. Yeah. Um. But like I said, that was WrestleMania. Hopefully, we get back into it. What I hear from the real world is that this uh, COVID nineteen is going to be a seasonal thing until they get a flat out cure, or um, what's that word? Vaccine. Vaccine for it. Which, which I hope so. I give props to WWE because the Drew McIntyre Chronicle showcased that.
1: Mm.
0: Talking about COVID-19, which WWE, as a front, didn't.
1: They just called it these times that we're in. They, they never The Stephanie
0: it. McMahon intros.
1: Look, Steph got stuff. That checked.
0: was sugar-coated like buttercream cake.
1: But it, it also will play back well later. Because you won't talk about what happened. You'll have to go look to see what happened.
0: Okay. So, again, that's what happened. WrestleMania 36 is in the books. I'm still salty that we weren't down in Florida for WrestleCon. Um, And Mika and I, we know people in WWE, say hi to them and whatever. So, I know we went long-winded with this. But I actually thank you all for listening and I thank you all for the numbers that have gone up. And I put Mika Villas as a factor of my numbers. Shy Lounge going up. I'm not going to lie. I'm not sugarcoating anything, and I'm not gaslighting anything. It's How a fact. How much I got
1: to pay you for that? I didn't know you we were plugging.
0: You don't have to pay me jack because you're my <laughs> friend.
1: It was a joke.
0: So I thank everybody for listening. Thank you. This guys. is going to be you're a awesome. special episode. We're gonna we're gonna do another episode. With the current events and what have you, uh, I'm gonna and for a special note, I'm gonna ride this as much as I can as far as having Mika with me, physically and in living color, whatever hair that is, um, wow. in order to continue this. I don't want to quit, also, and I'm small anyway, so I ain't like I had contracts and I gotta fulfill them, but I just want to do it because I thank all of you for that, and just like what wrestlers say in the ring, if it wasn't for you, there would be no me. Or Mika. In her, in her uh, journey. So, that being said, if you want to catch me, you can catch me on Instagram and Twitter under Sensational one S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. Is that the COVID? No. Uh, Facebook, official Shinblade. I do not have Snapchat. I do not have uh, OnlyFans, even though that has drastically gone up during these times. Uh I might make one for Mika.
1: Wait a minute. Hold on. You're gonna make one for me or one for you for me? I don't what what are we talking about here? Mika. Well as far
0: as being my co-host, I would make that. Okay, know, let's just yeah. just pictures. It's not gonna be the ones that be suspect on OnlyFans. It's just gonna be some uh uh exclusive Mika Villas on Shy Lounge pictures. Yeah,
1: that those would be some looking down at my those would be some nice pictures, y'all. You could You know, put those on your screensaver or spank bank or whatever it is. I don't know. I don't want to hear it. Okay, thanks.
0: Well, Pornhub Premium is free, also. I don't get
1: residual checks from Pornhub anymore. Is what you said.
0: (laughs) Anyway, thanks to Nala Rose that told me that. Um. (laughs) Anyway, uh, I'm I am going. I'm thinking about doing the live feed as far as doing the podcast is concerned. I just got to set up a camera and set it up to Facebook or Instagram, whatever's better. Um, I got good. Well, I would say Instagram, even though Tory Lanez just got shut down. Mm. So, um, anyway, I'm gonna wrap this up. Thank you for listening for the nearly two hours of this episode. It, 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 hey, Shy Lounge, WrestleMania too big for just one hour. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was not ready. <laughs> oh yeah. So anyway, where can we find Mika Villas?
1: You can find me on Instagram, my Mika Villas. Also on Twitter, Mika Villas. Facebook. I am Mika Villas. That's M-I-K-A-V, like victory. I-L-L-A-S. Snapchat is the same thing. Patreon, Mika Villas. Did I mention I'm Mika Villas? There I am, guys and girls.
0: All right. With that being said, I am the Sensational One. Thank you for listening to Shy Lounge, and I say peace.